Welcome to the Engaging Personalities Podcast. I'm Anders Belanger, founder and CEO of Engageify, where we're on a mission to rehumanize business through engagement. We believe that we can all be more successful if we can command attention and deepen connection. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on a future episode. So let's get ready to engage. Our guest today is known as the impact pilot for helping business owners sell their services better through public speaking training and a unique sales process, which incorporates questions and stories that result in better sales. Over the last 30 plus years, he has owned a dozen businesses. And in that time, his biggest realization in business is that sales is not an event, it's a process. Through trial and lots of error and investing in himself, he's able to sell better and teach others to do the same. I'm pleased to have the impact pilot, Tom Jacobs, with me here today. Tom, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. So first of all, I just love when there's something about you or or in your description of yourself that kind of creates a little bit of curiosity. And so can you tell us about the impact pilot and i kind of know because i've been doing my research but just for the for the viewers and the listeners i should say listeners uh what is the impact pilot and how does that work well so um i went through a coaching program about seven or eight years ago when i was i had sold my fitness business and i was looking for kind of the next iteration of of tom jacobs and uh so one of the kind of the best pieces of advice that i got from that coaching program is you know most people have normal titles like CEO, president, blah, 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 sales rep, whatever. And that describes kind of who you are and the job that you do, but it doesn't really describe you as a person and what you can offer to your prospect. So he was like, well, you need to come up with something intriguing for people. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a pilot. So, um, that's kind of cool. I love to fly planes. Um, I don't like to impact planes but I like to have an impact on other businesses so mm-hmm. I can't put those two together I was like I'll be the impact pilot and yeah. by doing sales training and all that I mean that's you know that's the best impact that you can have on on another business yeah and the the pilot thing to me really makes sense because you're kind of you're guiding you know the the, the plane right and so you're right. guiding business owners and it it totally made sense. it's funny when you made that joke about you know impacting in planes i was kind of like oh i never that never even occurred to me so it, it's it's well suited so with that with that you know um idea in mind can you kind of uh, explain um what it is that you do um, to, to help companies, because I mean, there's a lot of people that are consultants out there who say, "Hey, yeah, we help grow businesses and stuff." But specifically, you know, what what is what is your niche? Yeah, so I really focus on conversions. So mm-hmm. that could be sales, that could be setting appointments, that could be all that that process up to getting somebody who doesn't know you to then buy from you. Mm-hmm. So that. And, and there's many different conversions along that process, right? So somebody has to see your ad and they have to fill in the form. They have to request an appointment. They have to show up for the appointment. And then you do your, your sales spiel to them. But you've had four conversions before or four conversion opportunities before that. So what I do is I look at the entire sales process that a business might have or an individual might have and look at all those different areas and how they've been converting 
in the past and then focus on kind of the lowest one first, the one that's going to get you the biggest benefit and then work my way backwards and, and help improve all of those conversions because, you know, it's a, it's a funnel and yeah. the more conversions you can have at the top is just going to help the more conversions at the bottom of the funnel. Right. So you start right at the top to make sure you're not, you're not uh, plugging up your funnel and, right. and then just keep those conversions coming all the way down. So, so really it sounds well, actually, like I started start at the bottom. Oh, first. So you start at the bottom. Pardon me. Okay. Bottom first. Yeah. Because you want, you don't want to put more leads coming through if you can't sell them on the bottom. Right. True. True. <laughs> right. And, and also the more leads, I mean, there, there, there is a filtering process in that funnel that is on purpose, right? We want to have the right people talking to them, yeah. spending the right amount of time with the right people at the bottom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that's interesting. So it, it sounds like your, um, you know, expertise kind of bridges is really over the whole revenue uh, cycle because it's not just sales. There's some marketing piece there too, because of the, um, you know, like you said, the top, top of the funnel kind of moments, right? Yeah, absolutely. Although we don't do any lead generation, um, but we do maximize the leads that come through the funnel. So looking at all those conversions to make sure that the sales at each of those conversion points is actually happening and happening efficiently and as much automation that we can put in there as possible, then we, we do that too. Now, when you say efficiently, what just came up for me um, was that like sometimes people, you know, do what they do, but they don't know what maybe is possible in these different conversions, right? And yeah. especially, I mean, every business is different. If you're looking at that final sale conversion and you're selling face-to-face -face or virtually, you know, how do we know what is efficient or not, Tom? Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, do, you, do you have? Yeah, I mean, we, there's different um, like averages that I've looked at over you know the last seven years that I've been doing this. Um, well, really, I've been selling for 30 years, but... <laughs> Well, for 52 years, actually, from the day you're born, you're selling, right? So, uh, but um, we, the efficiency, so what I look at is like what, what actually is happening. And one of the biggest inefficiencies that most businesses have is in their follow-up. So imagine this, a, a lead goes to your website, they see an ad on Facebook or Google or something like that. They go to your website, there's a form for them to fill out to request a consultation or request a price quote, something like that. They fill in their name, phone number, and email address. And then what do they do? They wait. They wait for an email, they wait for a text, they wait for a phone call. What do most businesses do? Nothing. They don't respond to those leads that are coming in, in the time that's needed, which is like within... 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, less than 20 minutes, you need to respond to those new leads. Well, who's got time for that, right? A lot of business owners that I talk to, they're like, I don't have time for that. I'm working with patients or clients or what have you. And I don't have time to call. And my front desk staff doesn't have time to call either. And so we look at that is really the first thing I look at is how efficiently are you responding to the leads that you're getting? And can we create a system to help you boost that conversion. Because if you're not getting appointments booked, but you're spending thousands of dollars on advertising, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, when you said that 15 to 20 minute window, 
it's that that time where people need to be followed up on or have that that be engaged with, with yeah. whatever it is email you know even, even if it's automated I, I imagine that's been shrinking over the years just as our um attention spans or our patience level and the fact that you know amazon and their frictionless you know customer yeah. buying journey that it people just don't have the patience that they used to so um yeah if you want if, if someone uh if you want to earn someone's business you got to be on it right and yeah 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 absolutely i'll give you a quick story on sure. on that yeah. and how it really kind of solidified in my mind so i was um i was in the fitness industry for 10 years so i owned a fitness center personal training uh studio and we were moving studios and the new studio didn't have the rubber flooring. So I had to go out and buy rubber flooring. So I went to like five different websites and I was typing in my name, phone number, and email address and five different uh, websites. Only one called me back and he actually called me while I was still on the website. So he's like, oh, I see that you were requesting flooring, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, like, how do you know that? I was like, do you know what I'm wearing right now? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a camera somewhere? And he's like, oh, no, I just saw your, your thing come through. And we had a 10-minute conversation. And basically, within a week, I had spent $10,000 on new flooring, and it was delivered, right? Because of just the phone call. Yeah. Because of that phone call, right? And nobody else responded to my inquiry. He was yeah. the only one. And, and because he was quick, helpful, frictionless as well. Like mm -hmm. I got my flooring, got it taken care of. And I think I got a good price. I don't know, but well, I got and, it. And, and there's that other piece too. Like in, in some of our engagement trainings, we talk about, you know, picking a higher level of, of mode of communication, right? Like email is great, but it's, it's, there's no tone and, and it's, it's coming in. It could be automated, might not be that kind of thing. But the fact that he phones you, you can hear his voice, you can get a little bit of a sense of who they are, you start to know them, like them, trust them all already. Uh, I mean, that just really elevates and accelerates, I should say, the sales process in that sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Accelerates it. That's a good, good term. Yeah. Now, Tom, you were, you were talking about you were in the uh, fitness business and everything. How did you, I, like, and in your intro, I kind of talked about you've been in business a long time. How did you kind of come into this um, really kind of owning this space of, you know, uh, of the increasing conversions? Mm, good question. So um, I dabbled with different businesses over the last 30, 30 years, 35 years. I was 16 years old when I started my first first business. It was a DJ and a string quartet. And we did you know, weddings and bar mitzvahs and all sorts of fun things and homecomings. Um, but through that, I always had kind of a backup. I always had a corporate job or, or something else, kind of a, a safety net. So when I opened my fitness center, I burned all the bridges, right? So that was my thing. I dumped out my 401k. I invested completely in this fitness center. And within six months, I was just about broke because I did not understand how to sell. And once I, I got a coach and... Um, they helped me kind of identify where my lacking was, which was selling. Um, and I, and I did a lot of research and I did a lot of self-study and came up with a process of selling that felt really authentic to me, where I was finding out what the problem was and then showing them the solution. And that's really, I mean, basic sales. Um, but through that process, I was like, this, this was amazing because I went from almost broke making like 
our, our first year in business, I think we did like $100,000, right? Um, the second year was 400,000. So, you know, 4X um, increase just from learning how to sell and sell really well. And that's when I was like, well, this is awesome. And so I started kind of doing some consulting and some sales training for other fitness professionals. And then once I sold the business, I was like, I think this is what I'll do. Cool. And, and one of the things you, you mentioned, um, oh, I think it was in the intro too, we were talking about questions and stories. So I want to kind of dig into those two, two pieces, because that seems to be, uh, you know, the, your sweet spot, uh, you know, and, and questions, I love questions just because they are such a, an engagement hack, right? It, it makes people think they have to respond. It, it's a call to action for them to be part of a process of something. Um, and so, you know, what are some secrets that you could share with our listeners about asking good questions, you know, in, in, a, yeah. in a sales situation? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, whoever is asking the most questions is controlling the conversation. So if it's funny, I was just listening to uh, one of my clients' uh, sales calls because I do the review of sales calls, and immediately the prospect was starting to ask questions like, "Oh no!" and the salesperson was was not asking questions to control the conversation, and clearly there was no no sale made. So um, first of all, you you have to ask questions because you want that prospect to talk as much as possible because they're gonna give you everything you need to help them, right? You're, they're gonna tell you what the problem is. They're gonna tell you why, why it's a problem. They're gonna tell you what they've tried in the past and they're gonna tell you why they need to do it now. But only if you ask those four very simple questions. And I call it the what, why, what, why framework. So it's a, it's a new dish that I'm working on. It's a little Chinese dish, what, why, what, why. Um, Sorry, bad joke. Um, but um, so it's what what is your goal? What do you what do you want to accomplish? Um, or what's the problem? If you, you want to get more blunt with it, um, why is that important to you? And then what have you tried in the past to fix a problem? And why is now the right time for you to make a change? Mm. With those simple four questions, you're going to have all the ammunition you need to then make the sale. And ideally, the answers are not even for you, the salesperson, they're really for the prospect, because the prospect has to hear themselves say they have a problem, they've tried it in the past and it hasn't worked, and now they need to make a change. Yeah, yeah. My, my coach, who, who still works with me, one of his things is, if they don't say it, they won't pay it. Right. Oh, like you have to make them say, say it. And, and there's yeah. something I love. And now do you, are you familiar with the NLP a little bit, neuro linguistic programming? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm, I've got an ear for that because I'm, I'm in that world and, and that why is now a good time to, to change or to make a decision, I think was your, your question. Yeah. That actually is an embedded question because mm -hmm. You are saying in, in when you embed commands, now is a good time to change is what you're actually saying to them, right? But you ask yeah, right. the why, and now they're giving the answer. And, and so there's actually some extra levels of kind of, um, you know, subtlety there that I, I really love. But yeah. I think, can you, so can you say those four questions one more time for people who just, because I think that's a real juicy nugget here that. Uh, um, Absolutely. So what, why, what, why? You know, what's the goal or what do you, what are you wanting to accomplish? or what's the problem? 
Um, why is that important to you to solve the problem or why, why do you want to achieve that goal? Like what's the driver behind it? And then what have you tried in the past or what are you doing now to get to that goal? And then why is now the right time for you to make a change? Yeah, that's brilliant. I love, I love the the idea that it's just so concise and, you know, you can wrap it up in a little bow and it pretty much is everything you need right there. I, uh, yeah. And everything. I mean, most sales calls go on way too long than they need to. Right. Like yeah. you, you shouldn't ask more than three or four questions and then you should yeah. have everything that you need to make the sale. Yeah. No, that's great. Now we talked about questions just, you know, here, and now I want to get on that story side of things. And again, stories are another, you know, engagement hack, because again, people just, they just can, you know, a well-crafted story, you can even tell it really badly, and people still get swept away by it because of the structure and everything is there. I think, you know, in, in our work with, with companies, um, lots of times they just don't know what stories to tell. So would you have suggestions for, you know, digging up these stories? Because I think we all have great stories, but we mm -hmm. don't, we're not really uh, story collectors, right? right? It's not on our brain. Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> so tell me, tell us more about that and how we can, we can be better storytellers and find our, our stories. Yeah. So really there's, there's two stories that I really focus on. And the first one is your own personal story. So which answers the question, why are you in business? Mm. So that could be like, if you're working for a larger corporation, that could be the corporate story. It's kind of boring actually, but um, that's one aspect, but trying to personalize it. Like if you're in a large corporation and you're one of the salespeople, why are you selling for this corporation? Why, why did you decide to do this? Right. So that's always a really great question for people to get to know, like, and trust you because now they understand why you're doing this. And then the second question is, is testimonials. So social proof, telling the story of another client that has done, a, has gotten great results um, is, is, is a golden story as well. And nobody can deny that the story actually happened. They may not believe it 100%, but they can't deny and say, oh, no, that's not true, right? Because it's your story. And it would be really rude of them, I think, if they did say that. Oh, I don't believe your story. Um, but those are the two stories that I would recommend that everybody start to craft is, you know, your personal story, why you're doing what you're doing, and then how that relates to the product that you sell. Mm. And, that, and that's, a, that's an easy bridge to make most of the time. And then the second is success stories. So clients that have gotten some really great results and, and you just, you know, go through the story structure. What was a problem? What was the conflict? Mm -hmm. Why, what happened along the way? And then how, do, how was it resolved? So, so basically almost like the case studies some companies create, but you're doing it a little bit more casual kind of storytelling version as, as opposed to the structure, structure, a case study that is, right. you know, maybe a little too much, right? Yeah. Like in a, in a sales conversation, I might go, oh, yeah, well, that reminds me of, of somebody that I was just working with. And, and I don't know if you notice this, I kind of did that a couple of times already in, in, in this interview. It's like, oh, yeah, I was just on a sales call or I was just reviewing a, a sales call and, you know, talked about the story. 
so you can you can do that very um, elegantly, I think, in terms of just kind of slipping the story in without going, okay, well, this is a time where I tell you a story about one of my clients. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, sometimes, you know, the story, um, like definition, let's say, or, or someone's perception of a story is sometimes maybe more lofty than it needs to be, right? You need a beginning, middle and an end, ideally, right. and, and then you can scale it up or scale it down as you need be to suit the situation. But I think sometimes people go, it's not a real good story. Well, as long as the as long as it's relevant, I think, to the situation, uh, would you say, Tom, or? or... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've worked with people that are like, well, I don't have any of these life and death stories and, you know, going broke and all that. I was like, that's okay. You don't need it. Yeah. But what you do need is to explain why that you're doing. And then we go through a process of just refining that story and adding some drama and some what I call color and texture to it just to bring people into the story as well. But that is, you know, storytelling in sales is one of those, you know, soft skills that a lot of salespeople uh, often miss. And the more stories that you can bring into a sales conversation, the, the more you're going to really engage with that prospect. And they're going to be just listening to every word that you have. And you can actually see it sometimes like, when you start to tell a story, you know, they kind of shift up and they kind of lean forward yeah. a little bit and they want to kind of, oh, this is a story. It's story time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, story time. Yeah. And and I think there's something about like the, this, they see themselves in the story, which is which is exactly what we want as sellers is for them to be going on that journey before they've even gone on that journey. Right. Like it's actually being completed in their, in their mind. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're the hero of the story. And then you as the salesperson are the, the guide that takes them along. Yes. yes. Building your story brand. Of course, that, that, <laughs> uh, that concept where, yeah, you want to make sure because so, so many people want to make themselves the hero, you mm. know, in a story, but it's, it's when you can make them the, the hero that that's going to build them up. That's good. And how did, how did that hero become the hero? Well, they needed, a, they needed their OB1. And you that's be right. the one, right? Yeah, right. That's, exactly. that's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when people, um, when they tell these stories, um, do you think, do you think now, like, let's say if there's such a thing as natural born sales, salespeople, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we can say that, or, or if you want to have your own, uh, say with that or, or good salespeople already good, uh, storytellers, or do you find that most salespeople aren't storytellers at all. And they have to kind of learn, learn that piece and add that piece in. So I don't think anybody is naturally good at anything. Yeah. If that, if I can say that, um, I think everything is a learned skill and especially sales. Sales is a learned skill. Storytelling is a learned skill. I mean, I think people can have like, they've, they've learned it through, osmosis or going to lots of movies so they can tell a good story because they've learned it they may not mm -hmm. have gone to a school or a class to or had a coach that walked them through the process but they learned it at some point so in in my opinion anything is a learned skill and you know i mean like when i do my hiring i hire people based on personality i, I could care less if they've done the task before i want a good personality and that that somebody that can learn so 
yeah, it's a learned skill. Sales is a learned skill. I was awful at selling before. And once I learned the, the whole process of selling, then I was like, oh, there, there's no stopping now. It was just so easy to um, kind of just follow the process. Mm -hmm. So Tom, tell me who who are the or who or what are the types of companies and and you know individuals that, that you work with uh, in your business to helping them with sales? Is it all over the map or tell us? No, I, I, I'm a real believer in niching down and being specific with who you who you help because then you can help really help them a lot without being too generalistic. Um, but with that with that said, yes, I can help anybody. But, but primarily the niche is um, holistic medical practitioners and, and fitness trainers. So people in the wellness space, okay. because the, the type of selling and the it's consultative selling, but I also call it like heart centered selling where, you know, you're helping people that have a, a lot of times life and death um, mm. situation, disease, or, you know, for fitness trainers, it may be really obese and they need to lose weight. So like, that takes a, a different level of selling and and what i consider really heart-centered selling and it's transformative too right yeah. like it's um well life-changing i guess in, in in a lot of ways yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> ideally ideally that's cool so um just before we wrap up here uh, tom i uh, you know if people want to kind of dig in and maybe people are listening that that would be a good fit for you um where where can people reach out and and learn about uh uh, about the impact pilot. Yeah, awesome. So my website is probably the best. Uh, so it's tomjacobs.com, T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com. And then if you do a forward slash three keys, then I will send you a, a book on the three keys to selling. And it's to help people double their sales in six months. So it's just a oh, little wow. simple workbook that takes you through the questions to ask and the process to, of, of doing that. Wow. Thanks so much for uh, making that available. And uh, Tom, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your, your genius with us and your insights. And uh, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Engaging Personalities. If you believe this world needs more engagement and you're an industry leader or you have an interesting take on rehumanizing business, go to go.engageify.ai slash podcast hyphen guest to apply and come on the show. If you got something out of this interview, do you mind sharing it on your social media? Just grab a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag engaging personalities. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episode. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, engageify.ai or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and stay engaged. Thank you.